climate change is a matter that floats into and out of news headlines. In early September 2015, Time magazine published a piece citing climate change as the root cause of Syria's refugee crisis. Aaron Baker wrote, quote, From 2006 to 2011, large swaths of Syria suffered an extreme drought that, according to climatologists, was exacerbated by climate change. Added to that, says Baker, mismanagement by the Assad regime displaced two million rural citizens to urban centers, contributing to social unrest and precipitating the civil war. Hi, my name is Dan Dick, and welcome to Church Matters. Willard Metzger, executive director of Mennonite Church Canada, was interviewed by Tim Rogers of Grand 101.1 FM in Fergus, Ontario, for this episode. We're going to bring you that interview now. All righty. Uh, how about climate change? And boy, tonight's kind of a night to think about that. I've got uh, Willard, you're the executive director of the Mennonite Church Canada. And interesting, I guess, how do you get from that to a focus on climate change? Well, that's actually uh, a very natural connection. Uh, I think as people of faith, um, it's a very natural thing to be concerned about the environment as a way of understanding our respect and adoration of the Creator. Uh, it's very natural to want to take to take uh, care of that which has been created. Good point. And I guess, yes, I mean, uh, all of us certainly have a stake in the place that we live in. And uh, y- there's no question that uh, the, 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 the faith in, in that continuing has to be there. You, you're, and I want to let people know that this isn't just something that you're, you're doing here locally. You have literally been around the world for, for numerous things. So you kind of get... Uh, I say a much broader exposure to the challenges we have with climate change. What you know? What, what I we we talk about it being you know something that is kind of edging its way here in North America. But do you see it as something that we have to worry about the next several years? Do we have to worry about it tomorrow? Is it global or is it us here? Yeah, I think it's all of the above. Uh, certainly, it is a global concern. Uh, uh, development organizations are fast recognizing that all of the, the, the good work that has been accomplished for decades uh, could be erased very quickly because of the impact of, of climate change, be it uh, increasing deserts or the low-lying areas, increasing flooding, uh, migration of people needing to find um, um, habitable land, uh, it's it's been really frustrating for many many uh, global um, non-government organizations, development organizations, watching um, how they they're needing to spend more and more of their time and energy responding to national or, or natural disasters because of the impact of, of climate change. Um, so it's it's it is a, a significant global challenge. And that's also why I think it is a concern to to us as people of faith. Um, it's really back to the golden rule where we're taught to love our neighbor as ourself. And so if our lifestyle choices or if our, our consumption patterns even have a risk of negatively impacting our, our brothers or sisters or our neighbors to the global south, then we really should be paying attention to that. Ah. Uh-huh. 
Uh, well, an excellent point. It's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, be good to your brothers, be good to your brothers and sisters and your neighbors because uh, it eventually comes back and, and, and impacts you. This this thinking, I guess, and what we always seem to do as, you know, regular humans is that we like to kind of put it off, procrastinate a little bit and just kind of say, well, you know, somebody will take care of this. And you just talked about the problem is when when we have to take care of it, we're not being proactive. We're just totally reactive at that point. And, and, and I would think that the, the deal is we got to get kind of proactive on this, which brings us back to the, the it's, it's that same question. But what do I do? What's what's little old me do that can make any impact on a global situation yeah and that's uh that's probably the biggest challenge we have for individuals engaging something so big so massive that feels so big and massive is fighting back despair you know you hear some of the gloomy reports and you think yeah what can i do and what good can it can it be But I think um, it's as we begin to recognize that as all of our individual efforts begin to to accumulate and have a much bigger impact, that's that's when things really start to to happen. Um, I'm quite pleased with with our Canadian government and, and now they're at least in their in their conversations, speaking of taking uh, the challenge of climate change very seriously. And I'd like to think that that's partly fueled by by their understanding of the Canadian public, that this is something we want our elected officials to take seriously. And so that's one way in which a lot of individual acts of making their their concerns known to their elected um, officials, that's one way in which together we can begin to 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 have an impact. Yeah. And that, of course, is is added on to the, the many good things of recycling and taking public transit whenever possible, carpooling. There are many very practical steps that ordinary people can, can take. Maybe that's what we need to focus on in a sense of, uh, you know, 20 years ago, certainly this was not even a a discussion topic. Uh, Now it's on, you know, certainly everybody's minds and, uh, and, and, and gratefully the youth seem to be picking up on it. So when we then say, okay, we need to get back to, to our own selves here and focus on doing, uh, you know, the little things that are done every day to help with the big picture, I, I guess what we don't see, and I don't know how we get help with this, is is what's the impact? I mean, recycling has been going on now for a few years, and everybody kind of does it religiously at, at home and, and through their municipalities and that. But, uh, you know, are we making any progress with that? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I think so. And, and, and I think, I mean, uh, again, I want to circle back again to um, – as we take these individual acts, what's really important is the um, is the impact of um, I guess I, I guess the the symbolic impact, shall we say? Part of uh, I think I think we're recognizing that huge systemic changes need to occur to really impact uh, the uh, climate change, and that is beyond individuals. But I think it's as individuals take these concrete steps that they begin to communicate in a much larger volume to those who are able to make huge systemic changes. 
For instance, when I would have met with some of the, the government officials um, several years ago, there was a sense in which they know my constituency better than, than I do, even though I say my people are very concerned about the environment and really want to see Canada become leaders in the global arena in addressing climate change. There was still a sense in which, in which unless, unless the constituency, unless the people are actually doing recycling, you know, unless we start to see an increase in the use of, of public transit, um, unless we start to see real impact and people embracing the impact of, uh, of their own lifestyle choices, then, then I really got the sense of, you know, the, the elected officials are saying, um, I don't think they're really serious. And so it's as we take these serious steps, it starts to amplify voices of concern. And that's where the real impact begins to happen. That's a great message because um, it's an action that we can all take by just being aware of these things and then making our voices heard uh, and recognizing that that's what helps to get the political people focused because if we're talking about it, they know that we're concerned. And uh, and without it, just what you said, they just go, well, I don't think it's a big issue with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so it's, it's quite exciting to see... Uh, our provincial governments, our our, uh, our national governments, begin to to take seriously now. Now, granted, part of that is economics. With the oil prices really dropping, suddenly it, it makes economic sense to be thinking of of investing in some alternative um, uh, energy sources. But um, but nonetheless, now is the time to really put the shoulder to the to the wheel and uh, and let's really get some some momentum happening. Uh, I'm going to switch gears a bit here because the, your church is also involved in the Syrian uh, refugee uh, uh, plan support, I'll call it. And I guess that's it was interesting when I when McKim and I were talking about this and and you go, yeah, folks, this is happening right here, right here in our community. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how you, the church is going to get involved and, and where you see that we can be of, of any impact? But that's what's been really thrilling to see. Um, I'm also um, vice president of the Canadian Council of Churches. And so that's uh, an organization, an ecumenical arm of, uh, of, of a lot of the church across Canada, a lot of the Christian expression across Canada. And both in Mennonite Church Canada and through our Canadian Council of Churches um, uh, houses, uh, you know, what's, what's exciting is to see congregations of different denominational identity pooling together in neighborhoods and sponsoring refugees. Uh, so not only is there the, the wonderful response of, uh, towards the refugee family, but the way in which this is pulling communities together, pulling congregations together in small communities to be able to work work together is is really a wonderful thing to see and and you know i think we have to we have to get this message out about what people are doing and and right here in the community unfortunately it takes one person one bad incident to kind of put a very dark shadow on this and and yet there is so much good going on that we i think we got to fight back we got to say look there are people that are are very focused on helping these people out and uh, and they're right here in this community yeah yeah absolutely absolutely
Excellent. I mean, there's, there's always that. I think for, for some people, there is a lot of times this change brings fear mm-hmm. and bringing new people into a community can, can cause some fear or perhaps some uh, uh, anxiety. But I think when we start to realize that people, everybody needs a helping hand sometime. And that's all we're doing as communities is lending a helping hand to families that are just wanting to have a fresh start. And, um, and I think if we can approach it that way and, and really see the wonderful gift of being able to, to learn uh, of some other culture, some other ways of thinking, of doing things, that, that, that really is always a gift whenever you engage in that kind of conversation. Well, I want to thank you for taking some time out with us. As I say, you're the executive director of the Mennonite Church of Canada. Uh, you certainly come with a lot of credentials, and it's it's great to hear you, you know, talk about these things uh, again. Because, well, you're, you're world known, and it really it really helps put some weight to it. I want to thank you for taking some time out tonight with us. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. Thanks very much to Tim Rogers of Grand 101.1 FM in Fergus, Ontario, for sharing this interview with us. For more resources on climate change, go to commonword.ca and enter the words faith and climate change in the search bar. You can join me again in just four weeks for another episode of Church Matters. We're here for you at 8.45 a.m. on the third Sunday of every month. We love to hear from our listeners, whether it's by email, phone, or snail mail. Tell us what's on your mind via churchmatters at mennonitechurch.ca or mail us at 600 Shaftesbury Boulevard, Winnipeg, Manitoba, R3P0M4. We're also happy to receive your phone calls and always appreciate your financial support for this program at 1-866-888-6785 or via the donate link at MennoniteChurch.ca. I'm your host, Dan Dick. Know that you are called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world today. Thanks for listening. As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you. The face of God shine on you every day. We are sent by God wherever we are living, salt and light as people of the way.